1: Hello! Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. So true, we are the pop culture
2: professors, smart people, dumb topics. I'm Lauren Brickman.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm Caitlin Bitzigai. And, you know, folks, (laughs) they haven't stopped us from teaching college classes or being obsessive pop culture fans yet. We're just still out here doing the same bullshit. You know? (laughs) you've really truncated this intro and and, Mm -hmm. I've gotten to the heart of it. Yeah. You know, I just feel like uh, it's summer. Let's just get to the point. You know, that's fair. So what
2: are you standing this week?
1: Okay. I absolutely devoured in one day, the second season of Never Have I Ever on Netflix. I am obsessed. I'm standing so hard. I think the first season was great. The second season was like, we, we get what you liked and we're just going to deliver even harder on it. And the, I just I think that cast is so good. And oh, the mother daughter relationship at the center of it all. I just love it. I love wow. it. Wow,
2: You love a good season, too.
1: You love you when there's do. no sophomore slow. Mm hmm. Like they were just like, we are coming to play. We're coming to play. We're not we're not taking a break. Um, no, never have I ever season two, Netflix obsessed. Um, my only complaint. Not enough episodes. Give me more. Wow, okay, excellent. What about you?
2: I am standing a book I just finished called The Vapors by David Hill, friend of the show. Uh, It is a history of his own family and the Mm. town of Hot Springs, Arkansas. Did not know anything about it. It was apparently a huge gambling and send-in back in the day. Very interesting, delightful read. I sent it to my dad. He will not read it, but Mm. he'll hold it and he'll be like, hmm, some interesting stuff here.
1: (laughs) And that's... That's a sign of a good book. Wow. Uh, Well, I A, I want to read that book and B, I'm just I'm excited that you you read a book this week. That's really cool. (laughs) That's cool. Um, We we
2: do have a book club, Lauren.
1: No, I know. I I know. I just sometimes I forget with how much TV we both watch. I forget that we also can read. And it's good to be reminded that (laughs) we read the captions when I mute
2: the television and Talk on the phone. So, Fair enough.
1: I mean, no, it's just, it's good to remember because, you know, I have spent most of this week when I wasn't thinking about Never Have I Ever thinking about Married at First Sight because the new season to premiere. I was, I told myself that wasn't going to be my stand of the week, but here I am just slipping it in anyways because I mm-hmm. can talk about it at any time. Yeah. You can't bury truth like that. Wait, <laughs> you know what I love almost as much as I loved Married at First Sight? I'm going to guess five star reviews. You know, I do. And we got a great one from Vanessa Jones, 287. Vanessa says, It's great. I just love listening to these two ladies. What a power show. I like the theme song. I actually did a little dance. Keep the episodes coming, ladies. Vanessa, we'll keep the episodes coming. And you know what? Tag us in a video of you dancing to the theme song. We would love to see it, if I'm being honest. What a cool name,
2: Vanessa Jones.
1: What a cool gal. Thank you for the endorsement. Well, you know who's also super cool? Today's guest? Yeah.
2: Yes. Please welcome Sean and Sinead Persaud from Shipwreck Comedy
1: hello 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 hi hello folks how we are we're so delighted to to be talking to you today about a theme that you know we're very excited about which is period pieces
3: (gasps) yes
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) now we always like to set our listeners at ease and let them know that we have the credentials to be you know speaking on such an important topic this week um I, I will say not to brag, but in grad school, I did take a class <laughs> called period styles. I'm not nice. bragging because I'm still not clear what the class really was, um, but it's on my transcript. And apparently I passed. So that's my credential this week. You okay, passed. I passed. You yeah, said, I passed. Congratulations. not want to brag.
2: But Thank you so much. You did. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know how much you can brag when you're like, I passed a class and I'm not 100% sure what I was supposed to learn from it. But hey, it happened. Um, and I'm sure many of my students feel the same way about classes I've taught. So that's cool. <laughs> Caitlin, what was your credit for this week?
2: You know, I was thinking about, you know, my creative endeavors. And a mm-hmm. lot of them have involved, like, historical characters or historical moments. And I remembered the first sketch I ever wrote that was performed. And this is, like, at the old UCB Theater. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, my debut to this comedy community. And I decided to make that sketch about wh- the day that Amish people decided to start being Amish. And I mm. I think this sketch was funny, but what an intro to myself, yeah. to a community. <laughs> Why did I decide to focus on like, well, you know, we're all thinking about the Amish these days. What yeah. a zeitgeist moment.
1: Wow. Now, Sean and Sinead, we know that you are experts in this field, but for mm. any of our listeners that may not know of your expertise, what are your credentials? What brought you to being experts in the world of Period. <laughs> oh boy
4: well we um we co-founded shipwreck comedy a Mm -hmm. youtube channel and production company uh where we specialize in literary and historical narrative comedy which is like really cool to to be on youtube like everybody loves it we get millions of views it's (laughs) awesome um and it started because we both grew up um just outside of Boston, right next to Salem, Massachusetts, which is Ooh. famous for <laughs> killing a bunch of people <laughs> who they thought were witches. Um, yeah. But yeah, we kind of grew up just sort of surrounded by like history and literature and all of this stuff. And and it just sort of seeped into our our brains. And then when we grew up, we we started this group. Sinead, do you want to talk about how Shipwreck started? Oh,
3: yeah. But not only were, did we grow up, but we were tour guides in Salem. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Wow. John worked at the New England Pirate Museum, (gasps) um, teaching tourists about the maritime history of Massachusetts, and I worked at the Salem Witch Dungeon, dressing up as a Puritan and doing 14 shows a day (gasps) to reenact the witch trials, uh, screaming about how the devil had possessed me.
1: I have honestly never been more jealous of someone's credit (laughs) on this show before. (laughs) That sounds so fun. (laughs) Wow. It was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild.
3: Yeah. So we grew up doing that. I'm, we're really interested in like um, literature. So I'd written a, a sketch about Edgar Allan Poe in college that I wanted to film. And I never did. When I moved to LA, it's like, Sean should play Edgar Allan Poe. He's, he's a sad boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. We um, sort of started mashing up like old period piece stuff, literature, history with comedy and modern uh, sensibilities, and
1: that's what we do to this day. I love it. Uh, amazing. Well, i I am convinced your credentials are top notch. So I think we have to put this to the test. I think we got to throw <laughs> y'all into the first game. Yeah, oh boy.
4: I okay. think so. Oh
2: boy, this <laughs> is a game we're calling historical performances. Many actors get typecast, but some get type past, Frequently appearing in historical dramas. I'm going to name some of their famous parts and you tell me the actor and you can work together and we give points for showing your work. (laughs) 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 All right. This is the only actress to appear as both queen Elizabeth, the first and queen Elizabeth, the second winning an Oscar for playing QE (sighs) two.
4: Okay.
3: Only I've got two. I've got two thoughts. Okay. What are they? Mm -hmm. It's either Kate or Judy.
4: It's Kate or Judy. Could it be Helen? No.
3: It could be Helen. Could I it? love that you're, yeah, you're on a first name Helen. basis with all these people.
4: Uh-huh. These yeah, are we, your know the, we know them very well. It's Yeah, you're I could, right. I, I, I could text Helen. them all right. We're on a group thread. <gasps> <gasps>
1: oh right. Wow, Is yeah. it Helen? Yeah, I think you're right.
4: Am I right? You are-
1: you're it's absolutely right. correct.
2: It's Helen Mirren. Wow. It, assuming that's the Helen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no that's, yeah, yeah. that's definitely yeah, yeah. who yeah. we yeah. meant. I'm sorry. Yeah.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> Helen Mirren.
2: <laughs> Helen <Yes>. Hunt. <laughs> Helen Hunt. second. Just... <laughs> okay. okay. Number two. We're one for one. And I am telling you, she won an Oscar for Dreamgirls. She also played Winnie Mandela and plays another legend in the upcoming Respect. Oh,
3: yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Nailed yeah. it. Sorry, Nailed it. Nailed done. it. Just went for that one.
4: I also knew it, so it's not a
3: big deal. All right, we're two for two. Y'all
1: are on a hot streak. Let's see if we can keep it up. All right.
2: Breakthrough American Success came with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, quickly followed up with Memoirs of a Geisha, and recently
3: on Netflix, Marco Polo. Um, I'm going to mispronounce her name, but I just actually watched her in a movie called The Horseman. That was a Dennis Quaid crime movie. Um, Zhang Zili, is that her name? No, it's not,
1: but that is a good movie that you just watched.
4: Can I Is it Michelle Yao?
2: It is. (laughs) It is. Oh, okay. It is. It is. Yeah, she almost exclusively does historical stuff. Yeah. Great. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get it back.
4: (sighs) Right. (sighs) Okay.
2: Recently, Emmy nominated for his breakthrough role in Bridgerton. American audiences first saw him in the twenty sixteen remake of Roots.
4: Sinead, this is
1: Reggae
3: Jean page. Yeah. Nail. 100% 100%. Wow. I mean, the confidence, the yeah. confidence, yeah, the <laughs>
4: confidence. <laughs> I right. did not know they remade that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not totally don't sure why. I think most people
3: did. Yeah. Yes. It was kind of yeah. quiet. They I mean, didn't They, they kind of did a good job with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, they were like uh-huh. they made it and they realized they were like, yeah, we should it. I we didn't should.
4: have any notes on the <laughs> it's No. It's it's pretty much one of the best things <laughs> I've ever seen.
2: Well, that's (laughs) Hollywood for you. All right. This is our fifth and final one. This one's tough. Right. She's played tragic wives all over television, from Catherine of Aragon on The Tudors to Mrs. Bates on Downton Abbey.
3: I know who she is. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, I know that she plays Siobhan on Orphan Black. I know that. And she's Jupiter Ascending and plays Mila Kunis' mother. And I am blanking on her name.
4: Wait, her real mother? You're showing the
3: work. Her real mother. Her real
4: mother. Oh, her real mother. Her, her human mother. mother. Oh, no, I don't know that. I don't know this.
3: It's in my brain. It's mm-hmm. in my brain. Mm-hmm. I know exactly who she is. I was just thinking of doing a tutors
1: rewatch. <laughs> good, good thought. I love that. Wow. You know her resume <laughs> so well. I do. I know her. You know her.
4: She, what else has oh she oh been in? Oh, my gosh.
1: In?
3: She was in Sing Street as well. Mm-hmm. So good.
4: Man, I love guys, Sing Street. Guys,
3: gonna, it's going to come to me when, when you tell me, I'm going to scream. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm well, sorry,
4: I can't really help you out here.
3: All right. Her name is Maria Doyle Kennedy. I, w- I would not have known the first name, but I do mm-hmm. know the last name.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you all still did. You did an you did exquisite amazing. job. And and I have to <laughs> say, really good stuff. You know, with all that showing of your work, uh, with reading off her resume, I think you got bonus <laughs> points to say <laughs> that oh you passed the test with flying colors. Yeah.
2: As long as you're a fan, you know? Mm-hmm. She falls mm-hmm. into her characters. You don't know the actor's name. Huge fan.
1: That's true. You just think of That's Catherine true. of
2: Aragon. <laughs> poor lady
1: I do I do think of Catherine of Aragon often actually one must one yes. must The Spanish princess mm-hmm Well, fantastic. You've got you passed this class with flying colors. Congratulations on your A in historical performances. I hope that one day
4: we look back on this and just see it on our transcript and don't remember Mm -hmm. if we pass Mm -hmm. or not.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that is something that (laughs) guests of the show don't realize, but we do contact whatever your last home of higher education was. And we we do put these credits on on your permanent record perfect. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of wild that no that people just let us do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how easy it was to modify official school documents mm-hmm. until you know, we just call and we say, we're the professors of pop culture. And they go,
3: great, whatever <laughs> that, you need. That sounds legit. <laughs> now I need somebody to go in and erase my loans. So well.
1: We're working on it. Working on the technology. We're working on it. We're working on the um, we have a team of hackers from the net working on it.
4: <laughs> um, from the <laughs> from movie The, mo- the Net.
1: The mm-hmm. movie The Net. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they only have access to 1996.
4: <laughs> right. right. They can Internet. only order pizzas online.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's taking a while, but we are committed. <laughs> oh,
2: and I think I just heard a knock on the door. We got to get another pizza. And let's take a quick break.
0: <laughs> you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating or even listening to this podcast.
1: And the pizza came hot and ready. It was delicious. But we are back to talk about a- eras gone by. Caitlin, you have an important thesis to share with us all today.
2: Yes. Uh, I, you know, i was so excited to discuss this topic today because I love period pieces. I love historical fiction. But the problem as a modern viewer is like you end up like seven seasons in being like, who am I rooting for? Mm-hmm. And the absolute worst offender in this department i believe is one of my favorite shows down abbey down abbey makes you root for the bad guy and i hate it and i will continue to watch any new <laughs> content they come out with so just to get as if you don't know what down abbey mm-hmm. is it's mm-hmm. an upstairs downstairs drama light drama sometimes heavy drama uh, that it purports to show like every side of living at Downton Abbey but really it completely justifies this aristocracy system because it's like yeah you're a maid but like aren't you better off you know the with the um the, the paternalistic mm-hmm. guidance mm-hmm. of lord grantham and fellow friends so the fundamental issue of this show from the start is How are they going to keep Downton Abbey? Like, this is the biggest deal in the world. They need a huge, huge mansion for three daughters to live forever. And every day is a crisis of how are they going to keep this going? And there's actually even an episode where they drive to another mansion that they might have to move to. Mm -hmm. And they, like, all, like, get upset. (laughs) Cause the mansion is smaller and they would have to fire some of the servants. They could maybe not, they literally say we can only have eight servants here. And the thing is you're like rooting for that. Like, I, I hate it. Cause you're like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like, what would happen? Like, who would you have to cut? Um, and I also think you see this perspective of the show with the, the most popular characters by far, by far is Dowager Countess. And then I would say Carson, both of whom have the most conservative worldviews of anyone on the show. And it's because they don't see anything in a gray area whatsoever. They just are like, this is how it should be. This is the best way. You know, famously, what is a weekend? Um, and they can be sassy and have like bon mots because they don't give a shit. And the most vilified characters are O'Brien and Thomas, who are evil. But from the beginning, they're like, I don't like sitting around this fucking house working for these people. Why would I like this? It sucks. Like, correct. <laughs> that is correct. Um, also just want to say, Mary sucks. Lady Mary is so awful. She's an awful person. And like you're supposed to like even like Mary through the fact that she's nice to Carson. And then later, um, The second Mrs. Bates, Bates. Uh, But it's like, well, what if she chooses not to be? It doesn't matter. Like, she can just choose not to be at any second, and that's fine. Um, And also, when, spoiler alert, uh, Mrs. Hughes and Carson get married, they refuse to call her Mrs. Carson because it's too confusing for them. And, like, whether or not she should go by that name, that's not the point. Like, they just are like, but it's... There's two can't be two Carsons, and in general on TV shows they act like no one's ever had the same name before. Like that is something on *Crazy Anatomy*. It is something mm-hmm. across all shows, as true. if I don't only know people named Lauren. Like I've never met someone not named Lauren until this Zoom, and it's, true. It, it's fine. You get along. It's just insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, I also want to say Shirley MacLaine is an icon. Okay, cool. <laughs> and just um. Just want to say, fuck Downton Abbey. I literally oh. don't care if they lose that house, but I do care a lot. And I'll be watching the next movie.
4: <laughs> I, I have two things to say. As somebody who, who's never seen Downton Abbey, Great. you mentioned at the beginning that they need a mansion for these girls to live in forever. So, in my, my, in my head canon, Downton Abbey is about immortal aristocrats. Oh, my God. I it <laughs> cats. <laughs> it cats. It
3: Aristocats. They're also
2: cats. It should have more ghosts. Yeah. It should have mm-hmm. more ghosts. That's another I, great critique.
4: I'd probably watch it if it had some ghosts. Mm.
2: There's never a ghost. Not it's one insane. single ghost. In that huge house. Nothing. Wow. On- right.
4: Uh. Well,
2: the, the fundamental issue is that Lord Grantham has no sons. So there's this issue of the air and keeping it in the family and then also how they're just going to have enough money to pay for this at all, uh, which they don't, which is where Shirley MacLaine comes in because she's a rich American who gives them money. She's also the mother-in-law. She's not a random person. <laughs> but <laughs> nonetheless,
3: yeah. um,
2: do you guys have problematic faves when it comes to historical fiction where you're like,
1: wait a minute, who's a hero? <laughs> First one that I comes to mind for me is Wuthering Heights. I'm mm-hmm. like... What's going on there, and why do I love mm-hmm. it so much? But mm-hmm. I will watch and read every version of it that exists.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a great one.
4: I, I think that Jane Eyre is is rough because it's like, mm. what this guy mm. is. I know you, you can you can um soften the blow of what what's happening with him and his wife in the attic as much as you want, but I he still has
1: a wife in the attic. I
4: can't get past it. And yeah. <laughs> you're, and you're supposed to root for him and Jane Eyre to get together, and, and right. I don't I don't like that. I don't. Right.
3: Think. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with a similar vibe. We're all picking sort of gothicy. Rebecca. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. A little, a little strange there at the end. You're like, yeah. wait, who's correct here? Because there was a murder.
1: (laughs) There is a dead body. We're not really talking about
3: it enough. I don't care how mean she was in real life. Yeah. You still murdered her.
1: Yeah. 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 Ooh. Yeah. I did. Any of you watch the Netflix, Rebecca, that came out with the now canceled. I sure
3: did. Ooh.
1: It was. I sure did.
3: Wait, who's canceled? Who's canceled? Army Hammer.
4: Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which,
1: you watch that movie and then you hear the stories and it's just that much creepier.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I just, I mean, I obviously watched it because it's like my favorite book and Mm -hmm. the original is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm going to hate this. Can't wait to watch that. Mm -hmm. And I sure did. And I fell asleep halfway through. (laughs) It was just that bad. It was
1: astonishingly bad like mm-hmm. astonishingly bad just so melodramatic like just so over the top and and creepy in not the fun way
3: and that in the chemistry between them was not non-existent not there there was
2: none Whew. do you think oh, now this is kicking the can forward mm-hmm. do you think in like 40 years they're going to make a movie about army hammer and his downfall, and someone will win an Oscar for playing Army Hammer, because you think his like life is so like it's a gothic bizarre thing, like his yeah. mm-hmm, his rich ass family, all the stuff. It's very weird.
4: That's true. I think I could see a fictionalized version
2: right.
4: of of an Army Hammer type. Yeah, mm-hmm. but maybe not Army Hammer.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll get it sooner than we need or want
2: <laughs> yeah you're yeah, at 40, 40 years no, yeah, I, no. 40. Yeah, I think yeah, no. i think
4: um the guy who played army hammer's body in social network should play army hammer in wow. the, uh, biopic.
3: so we have to get this done pretty soon yeah yeah yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. i like where your head's at i like where your head's Thank at you. yeah it's true you're right caitlin though i think that it's interesting when you look at historic like historical fiction you're often rooting for people that aren't so great and yet what can you do? And you are like,
2: even with like the tutors, which we talked about, like mm-hmm. you, you do tend to root for Catherine of Aragon because you're like, well, this she's getting screwed over. But like that's as an individual. Like it's not yeah. like she was like championing some amazing principles or something. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. That was just her lot in life. Yeah. And so you can definitely relate and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Oh, being royal still sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know? she was like, I'm just
2: trying to help the Holy Roman Emperor here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, wait, that what? Was your co- wait, Catherine, what? <laughs> Catherine, what are you doing? But still, uh, Team Catherine, you know, like, mm-hmm. you seem cool. You seem cool. Absolutely. I like you.
2: I don't know. Uh, Natalie Dormer is another one who played Anne Boleyn on the Tudors, who yeah. is all over historical stuff.
4: Mm -hmm. have you you listened to six the musical we've been getting into it over here yeah
2: i'm no but i'm going in september it's my first show back (gasps) yeah
3: that's that's my latest obsession
1: it's it's very fun to listen to Mm -hmm um i will not be seeing it in september caitlin did not ask if i was free that day um it is it is something we're working
4: through uh, <laughs> i just I, looked
2: at your google Cal, which you gave me access to this is
4: just like a historical fiction i don't know who to root for here who's the bad guy
2: yeah it's true
1: mm, mm,
2: mm. we'll we'll do one version from lauren's side and then it'll be a historical rewriting like white cigar so see
1: Yeah. Well, thank you, Caitlin, so much for your incredible thesis. I think it's an important observation and one that I I will now take with me the next time I, uh, you know, view or read something uh, historical. Good.
2: Good. Downton Abbey sucks, but also DM me if you want to watch Downton Abbey together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I famously have not seen Downton Abbey either because, and I feel safe to say this because I don't think he listens to the podcast, but my beloved roommate in grad school. He was into it before me, and I sat down once and I was like, "Hey!" I asked a couple questions, and he looked oh, at no. me and goes, "I am not going to explain anything to you." And oh. and oh. I was like, "I guess I'm not going to watch down." <laughs> I wow.
2: rewatched it recently, obviously, and. Like, you know, in every pilot, it's like, yeah. hi, hi, Jamie, you're my cousin who's mm-hmm. a chef and we live together. It is 10 times worse in yeah. Down Abbey and it lasts for three episodes. It's,
4: it's weird how every pilot is like that. Is yeah. has Jamie, who's a chef. The chef
2: who's your yeah. cousin, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've done so much with that one concept.
3: <laughs> it's ridiculous. My favorite thing to, I have a, I had a roommate, um, we recently moved out of our, place living together for eight years, which is crazy. But she is not into period pieces, hates it, makes fun of me for all the nerdy stuff I like in a loving way. Mm -hmm, But my mm -hmm. favorite thing was when I would be watching a Downton Abbey or the Tudors or Game of Thrones and she would come in and just be like, what's happening? And I would recap everything and it would just sound so ridiculous. And she'd be like, yeah, I'm going to my room. And it was just one of the delights of my
1: life. <laughs> See, I needed you. I needed you in that moment yeah. to be my entry because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to go back and watch what I'd miss. I just wanted to jump in from there. Yeah. And you were the, you were the roommate I needed, but I could have recapped alas, it for you really quick. Alas, yeah. <gasps> uh, Anyways, I think I went and watched North and South that, ooh, there you go instead for the <laughs> 10 hundredth time. Cause you know. You can can never watch that too many times.
2: A confusingly (laughs) British thing. When you Mm -hmm. hear that
1: title, you're like, that's got to be us, the Americans. Nope. 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 Very British. Very British. Well, speaking of Americans and British, uh, this is a nice segue into another little game. I knew that you were both from outside the Salem area, and Mm. I knew that you liked historical fiction. So this is a little game called Austin or Boston. I have a collection of quotes, and they are either from Jane Austen or the band, Boston. And I'm going to read you a quote and you're gonna let me know, is it Austin or is it Boston? All right, here we go. Let's see if you can identify the quotes and the lyrics. When left alone with her, I ignored her and kept my eyes on my book. Is it Boston or
4: Austin? I really want this to be Boston, but- Yeah. But, oh, if if this ends up being Boston, I don't know what I'll do with myself, but I think Sinead, I think we should, are we, is this cooperative? It's always collaborative. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Are we saying Jane Austen? I we, Cause I also want it to be Boston. I think
4: we should say Jane Austen and I okay. will throw my headphones out the window. All right. if it's Boston.
1: Okay. You are correct. It is Austin. It is Jane Austen. All, right. All, All right. right. One point on the board. Next we have, do you want to be free? Are you ready for me to feel this way?
3: I would say I would say Boston. I would say
4: Boston, one, but I also think that this is the subtext of like a, a <laughs> yeah. the Darcy scene.
1: Absolutely. Mm, wow. 100% across the boards. It is Boston, but it is Darcy's subtext. Yeah. All right. I understand about indecision, but I don't care if I get behind. Boston or Austin? Wow. This is the hardest one so far.
4: Is there both? Could Boston have quoted <laughs> Austin?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
3: That's hard. My instinct is Austin because of the phrasing of the first part of the sentence. But what do you think, Sean?
4: I'd say let's go with Austin. It's Boston. Wow. That's
3: a Amazing. It's a Boston
1: song lyric. I have to imagine that they all studied yeah. Jane Austen. Yeah, because the more I the more I researched for this game, the more I was like, wow, these two things, yeah. there's a kinship here.
3: The good thing about this game is that I'm happy either way.
1: That's what's fun about it, yeah. you know. Uh, all right, here's another one. If I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. Well, that's an Austin. That's Austin. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty famous Austin one. Mm-hmm. What about when I get angry, I say things I don't want to say?
4: I feel like it is an Austin sentiment, but the but it's mm-hmm. so it's so just Bostony. <laughs> it's said so all Bostony. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so Boston. Yeah. You're right. That's so Boston. So Boston. <laughs> what about none of us want to be in calm waters
4: all our lives? A Boston is more about dirty water. <laughs> True. So so Austin. So Austin.
1: You're absolutely correct. That is another Austin. You're crushing it. You're crushing it. What about you pierce my soul? I have half agony, half hope. Be in Austin. 100%. A beautiful,
3: beautiful Austin awesome quote. Just
1: one I had to say out loud today. <laughs> how about the feeling takes so long to grow. If I tell you today, will you turn me away and let me go? Seems like a lyric to yeah, me, right? I don't.
4: Yeah. I don't know how often Jane Austen rhymed.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: but so yeah. let's go with Boston.
1: It is Boston. Uh, it is Boston from, I think, probably one of their most famous songs. All right, we have one final one. Okay. Is it Boston? Is it Austin? There is no charm equal to tenderness of heart.
4: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, man, this should be both, but I, I'll say Austin. Yeah, I'd say Austin.
1: You crushed it! Wow, wow. eight out of nine, absolutely nice. iconic. Amazing. You've pacifying <laughs> colors. We'll be adding another A to your transcript. This is exciting! <laughs>
3: wow. I am unfamiliar with Boston. So
1: <laughs> that was shockingly hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Listen, I just thought the words Austin and Boston were funny. And then when I looked at it, I was like, wow, I think Boston are secretly really big Jane Austen fans. Cause there's I mean, something here.
2: Well, their most famous song I think is more than a feeling. That, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That that has Austin.
1: Yeah, it has Austin vibes. Mm-hmm. So I'm now believing that they're a Jane Austen tribute band is what I is the story I will tell. you? They've mm-hmm. been waiting for someone to notice that. Yeah, I finally cracked the code. They've been planting
4: <laughs> Easter eggs. Wow.
1: <laughs> for all these years, uh-huh. it mm-hmm. just took us coming together to crack the code. Uh, well, we'll be right back. I've got to make a quick phone call to their undergrad and let them know that they've got another <laughs> A to put on their transcript. And we'll be right back. All right, y'all. We've got A's adding up to more A's as <laughs> we slide into my thesis today. So, in trying to get to know y'all and learn about Shipwreck Comedy, I was learning about your upcoming project, Headless, and that, which is according to all of your materials, you're taking the tale of Sleepy Hollow and you're modernizing it, right? Before I get into my thesis, do you want to tell a little bit about what Headless is? To set up what I'm about to talk about, yeah, sure. In
3: a uh, strange twist for us, we are having a we're putting a modern adaptation on the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, in which Ichabod Crane, played by Sean here, uh, goes to Sleepy Hollow to become a school teacher and ends up um, becoming roommates with the Headless Horseman, who is on a quest to find his head. And <laughs> yeah, so every episode we'll find uh, the Horseman trying on a different head and becoming that person in the search for
1: for their head i love it I, in one of your uh, crowd fundraising videos, you mentioned that part of the inspiration from this came from the fact that you used to write Sleepy Hollow fan fiction. (laughs) And I love here at the show, we love fan fiction. We respect fan fiction so much. And I was trying to think, I was like, I, I never did like historical fan fiction, but I was trying to think like, what is a story that if I were going to do it, what would I do? And funny enough, Sean, you've already brought it up. But for me, it's Jane Eyre because Jane Eyre is a story that, for whatever reason, I have always loved. I will watch every movie. I will watch every adaptation. I will read it all. But I agree. It's hugely weird that his wife is locked in a tower. And so it's something that I think needs to be reimagined. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I have an idea. I have a pitch for you all. And I'm hoping that today you can help me uh, bring this pitch to life. So. I think that what the world needs and is ready for is the comedic version of Jane Eyre's story. You know, we've seen the story explored a lot, but it's always, it's dark. It's a dark one. I think that we need to change it to, instead of Jane Eyre, it's Jane Eyre's. And it is Jane Eyre meets Amelia Bedelia. (laughs) And in our modern day retelling, Jane Eyre is she? She's always falling down. She's always getting into hijinks. She she's messy. She's clumsy. She's kooky. Uh, but we still love her. And so, what I'm hoping you all can help me figure out today is, first and foremost, who do we think could handle this? What is a celebrity out there, an actor out there, that we think could bring the iconic energies of Medi- Amelia Bedelia and Jane Eyre together? To star. So who who do you think could pull this off? I would watch this.
4: Wow. <laughs> this would
3: so so be something I would see uh-huh. a trailer for and be like, what?
4: <laughs> you would be mad.
3: <laughs> Why didn't they ask me yeah. to write this? <laughs> 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 My immediate thought was was an eighty Bryant. Ooh, okay. She's lovable. She's goofy. She would look really fun with those that hair, that mm-hmm. horrible hair. Mm-hmm. That was my first instinct, John. Yeah. Yeah.
4: No, I like that. She's got the comedic chops
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: to play an Amelia Bedelia type Mm -hmm. for sure. I like that a lot.
1: I believe she was super gullible. (laughs) I love it. Now, my next question is for the show to work, Mm -hmm. do we keep it in its original time period and just look back on it with a modern lens? Or do we play with history in the way that like, you know, something like Bridgerton where they have sort of like contemporary music, but it's still Mm -hmm. very much of that era or like a Dickinson that's also kind of playing with time in interesting ways. Like, what do you think aesthetically, how do we deal with the time period and how modern is it? And and what do you think?
4: Yeah, I think think it's set, In in its original time, because Mm -hmm. because once you modernize it, you introduce all sorts of things that that make the plot impossible. But I do like um, throwing in some some modern touches there. I mean, that's that's kind of like what we do. So.
3: Right. Yeah. But I think I think Rochester has to stay the same Mm -hmm. grumpy, angry. Everything, everything wacky happening around him, like everybody else could be played by Muppets, but he would definitely be.
4: He's the Michael Angry and
3: grumpy. Yeah. In
4: fact, he in fact, Mm -hmm. he's played by Michael Caine.
1: (gasps) (gasps) Wow. Michael Caine and AD Bryant. Who knew I would ship that so hard? (laughs) Wow. Why does (laughs) that work so well? (laughs) Why does that work so (laughs) well? (gasps) Oh, I'm obsessed. Also, I'm weirdly loving the idea that it's the two of them and then everyone else is a Muppet. Yeah, kind of like yeah. a Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Wait, isn't he in a Muppet uh-huh. Christmas yeah,
4: Carol? Yeah, <laughs> sure is. Yeah, that's why I said it. And then I was like, you know what?
1: But they don't even need to reference. It,
4: that. There's a reason they did it. Yeah.
1: Wow, wow, that works so well. Okay, so we've got this uh, Muppet esque tale of Jane Eyre. What network does it belong on, and why? Where Where is it? Where are we gonna find it? Who do you think mm. could bring this? story you to know. life properly where does it where does wow. it happen Scoofy goofy
3: thing
4: mm-hmm. i was gonna say pbs
1: oh yeah wow, wow. it's
2: publicly
3: supported yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. the people wow. are behind it it's yeah. uh
4: it's masterpiece theater but they're
3: looking to branch out yeah into some more
4: they never acknowledge that this is like slightly off kilter <laughs> <laughs> it's just treated with the same kind of reverence as like downtown yeah. abbey
1: i love that i love that that works so well for me Now, what do you think the log line for the show is like how clearly we're all on the same page. It needs to be made. But how are we going to get the rest of the world on board? What do you think Mm -hmm. the log line is? How do we bring people in and and tell them succinctly uh, that they need to be watching this? Yeah,
3: I think we have to bring Bridgerton into it. Okay, It's like if you liked the sultry period aesthetic of Bridgerton, you're going to love being in this gothic mansion with AD <laughs> Bryant falling over, falling in love with Michael Caine in this twist on a classic.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I love, I, I love that. I love that. I love that. Sean, anything to add about how we're going to get the masses watching Jane Ayres?
4: I think I like, I like it all. I just want to mm-hmm. lead with 80 Bryant falling over. Like I want that to mm-hmm. be the first thing mm-hmm. that people hear or read. And then they, cause that is just, mm-hmm. nobody doesn't want to see that. And then you, you find out it's a twist on a, on a classic. I'm a. A. Bryant fall. Laughing. you'll be falling over 80 Bryant falling over in this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Michael Caine I w-
4: starring, I don't know.
1: I really like this. I imagine that in the in the trailers, there's a lot of like it. this this fall. Aidy Brian is falling and it's just like a really long series of her falling mm-hmm. down. And then it says in love.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Michael Caine just pops up on the screen. I that feels fun.
2: Yeah. No shade to this person, but I guess some. I'm just glad we didn't make it starring Zoe Deschanel.
1: Mm. I think yeah. this
2: gets made 10 years ago. There's no one else on people's minds. And I don't I don't think we need to go there. I don't think she
3: has um, a face for period pieces. I guess, no, when she didn't have her bangs, she was in like a 60s movie and that made Mm -hmm. sense. But right, yeah, any further back than that, I don't think makes sense. No, I agree.
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. A modern
3: face. Cold War and above.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. although a cold war puppet show starring zoe deschanel that could be there could be something Mm -hmm. oh yeah i'm not saying she should never work again it's zoe deschanel
4: (laughs) falling in love with michael caine during the bay of pigs (laughs) (laughs) missile crisis
1: and every other character is just a pig puppet
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's pigs sponsored by
1: property brothers
4: (laughs) (laughs) i i like the idea that also that um going with in this in this direction bertha a- locked herself in the attic mm-hmm. and michael Kane, and they they can't find the key and he's just yeah. too proud yeah to, to let anybody know so that's why he covers it
1: yeah up. what so, if Bertha just having fun in there yeah <laughs> she's having a great time she was like, you can't put me on timeout if I put myself on timeout like it's like those kids that are like, I love being sent to my room that's where all the toys are <laughs> like yeah no I I was thinking exactly that that's why what I was thinking about like what Jane Eyre is such an obvious one that needs to be re-examined because it, how fun it, in like a slapstick comedy to justify all of that crazy stuff that happens with just like absolute absurdism where it's just like, mm-hmm. oopsie. <laughs> it,
4: Sinead, do you, you want to tell them about our Jane Eyre?
3: <gasps> oh, yeah, we did. Um, One of our first sketches we made was a Jane Eyre parody. It was called Bertha's Attic Song. And it's Bertha <laughs> Mason singing um, a parody version of When Will My Life Begin from Tangled. And we Ooh. just changed all the words to being about in it, being in an attic and watching and stalking Jane Eyre from her attic. Uh, it was it was fun. Maybe maybe it's problematic,
1: but <laughs> who is <Okay>. it? <laughs> who is it? Oh, that sounds so fun. I love that so much. I yeah. So I'm curious if, you know, clearly you've got a big project coming up, but if you could get your hands on any other historical titles that you could get in there and mess around with, if you were, mm. if you were to get an overall deal with Hulu tomorrow, what are the stories that you were like, these are at the top of the list of stories I want to tackle. That is so hard.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> so, We are always like, wow, we have so many ideas. We're never going to be able to make yeah. them. And now that I'm presented with like, uh-huh. have any IP, well, I'm like oh, our no. whole
4: thing is like, well, we can't. Uh, we have to get stuff that's IP that's free. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We've never really been presented with this problem before.
2: Wow, never given yourself permission to dream. Yeah, yeah exactly.
4: <laughs> that's it. I want to say something like uh, like an Agatha Christie, but
2: Ooh, but I'm know. trying to
4: think of an Agatha Christie that I like where I didn't like the adaptation and I want to mm-hmm. try it again.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, in a
4: funny way.
1: <laughs> Before
3: the, the Rebecca adaptation came out, that's what I would have said. I really had always had in my mind the idea of doing like a modern. Yeah. Um, sort of like dark comedy take on Rebecca. Well,
1: I think you still could because I don't think they were trying to be funny. I, no. I think that was an accident. <laughs> they I think, certainly weren't. I think those LOLs were unintentional. So yeah. it'd be fun to see what happens if you hit Rebecca in, with jokes that you meant to make. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I said that was not my answer because of that movie. But Mm -hmm. before before that came out, I definitely would have been like, I want to do a fun reboot of Rebecca and Mrs. Danvers is going to be just hilarious. Mm
1: -hmm. And then I guess the other question is not just from a creator point of view, but if you could play any role, what's the role out there that you're like, I just want that's that's a historical character that I want to play. This is not my type. I would not traditionally be cast in this role, but I want to play Emma. Let me play Emma. Yeah, nice. Give me Emma. Yes. That's yes. awesome. Right? Emma's so fun.
3: Yeah. Another one that uh, they've r- made into a movie recently that I was very sad about because it's always been my dream to play her was uh, Mary Shelley. <gasps> yeah.
0: <gasps> right. Yeah.
3: I'm That's obsessed. One. I've always wanted to make like just a movie about their, their the Lake Geneva mm-hmm. um sleepover that they had where they came up with all the ghost stories and have it be like a horror movie and yeah i just i love her so much why is yeah. she so weird so they made that uh l fanning movie and i don't think it was very good l fanning's tough kind of, she's mm-hmm.
1: tough she's yeah she's out there she's doing what she can but yeah know, she's great absolutely but yeah oh the great is great yeah the great is but great. this i think this was a major miscast because yeah. it should have been me obviously obviously that's 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 the thing, that's the thing is that <laughs> yeah. you they were just that you were out here just primed and ready to go and they just mm-hmm. they didn't did you check your spam I sure did every oh, day okay well okay well then that's on them that's mm-hmm. on them then, I don't, right then I don't
2: have anything for you yeah. yeah that's,
1: that's <laughs> got <gonna> to <laughs> check this.
2: sometimes i've been offered major movie roles and i just didn't check the spam
1: I keep just telling like, her she needs to like fix her settings but she never does and so nope. Because you know.
3: if, if they really want you, they're gonna yeah. come to your door.
2: Yep. My Gmail filters Hollywood at Hollywood.com. Mm-hmm. So I can get those offers. <laughs>
1: uh, it is weird. It is weird. Uh, well, this has been absolutely delightful. It's been so nice getting to meet you all today and learn a little bit about your projects for our stands Yay! that are now fans of yours. Where can they find you and how can they keep up with you?
4: Well, we you can find us each individually on <laughs> The Twitter and Instagram, I'm Sean Persad MD, because I, I did go to college to, for pre-med, but that's about okay. where, it's, that's where it stopped. Um, oh, yeah. I'm
2: seeing that in the... I'm in your transcripts right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Thanks. Actually, if you want to just go ahead and say I went to med school, that'd be my dad so happy.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, we can arrange that. All right.
4: So I, that's where I am. Um, And then Sinead?
1: I'm at
3: Sinead Prasad. if you can spell that. On Twitter and Sinead Persuade on Instagram. Because oh. I thought that was clever. Throwing
4: That's a cute. wrench into it. And yeah. then we are Shipwrecked Comedy also on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow us to find out um, the uh, the the journey we're going <laughs> on right now. We just finished a Kickstarter for this new show, Headless. And we will be, we're deep into pre-production. We'll be filming that soon.
1: Amazing. Awesome. Well, this was a blast. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And uh, stand stands, you know, we're at We Stand Social. We're on all the social media platforms. Slide into our DMs, email us, let us know what niche topic should we get into next? What guests should we be asking? uh, And also, as always, a reminder if you or someone you know, Is intimately in contact with Joshua Jackson. Please let him know that we are still uh, ready and waiting to have him (laughs) on the show at any time.
2: You almost got through the whole episode. (laughs) Almost.
1: (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Catch you later, Stan Stan. (laughs) Stans. Later, Stan Stan. Stans. Now the Backstreet Boys are all.
0: Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.